the Dead Set Legends are up in a sec, thanks to Newtown Toyota, who've been catering to all your automotive needs for over 30 years. Well, what went down last night, Mickey Barlow, which we'll touch on in a moment. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Zave and Britt. Oh, big show ahead. Looking forward to all things uh, motorsport. We've got Matty DeBoer coming up. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a good two hours, team. But, um, yeah, last night's footy, Melbourne flexed their muscle. So and do I... you know why I threw to uh, – usually I throw to you first, Britt. Do you know why I went to Mick? Why did you do that? He said he was prepared to do the heavy lifting today for yep. me because I was a bit under the weather early. I so... know, what were you drinking last night? White Russians. White mm. Russians. Yeah, I don't know yeah. a lot about them. Uh, and <gasps> some like... coconut thing. And then I think we went to like a whiskey type on the rocks. Okay, you've really... No, how Japanese you... whiskey, yeah. How do you end up... Like, every Friday night, yeah. like you, you talk about being husband of the year and father of the year. And every Friday night I get the text message or the, or the picture message of the, uh, the drinks menu or where he is <laughs> or what he's doing. It's just quite remarkable, Britt. No, I know. The, the thing is, Britt, I get the kids to bed uh-huh. and then I do... I'm, I'm, the, I'm a night owl. And then you, I'm a lady of the night, and they, you get up. they say. Out I go into the, into the wilderness. You get up with the kids this morning and then you're a consummate professional yeah, once was, you step foot into this studio. Yeah, you know it, Brittany Taylor. Now, uh, I don't think we're going to talk about it later, so we might as well talk about it now. When the bloody hell have you gone and done? Hmm. Oh, well, I'm going on holiday. It has been a long time. I haven't yep. been on an international holiday when? since pre-COVID, hmm. and I've always been a real traveller. So when did I you found, book? I found a little break in the schedule, so I booked a trip last night. And when do you leave? Tomorrow. Bang. Well done. We're going to Mykonos. That. We're going to Mykonos. Uh, it was, um, what's that show? Uh, my favourite show. I've forgotten the name of it. The English lads. The four English lads. Love were, Island. No, no, no. The funny <laughs> comedians. Um, uh, Neil and, you know. Oh, uh, jo- yeah. The, uh, what's, the, oh, what's that show called? The Inbetweeners? Yeah, The Inbetweeners. No. Yeah. Don't they go to Mykonos? Gee, Mykonos? I enjoyed watching you two struggle <laughs> against that. <laughs> Don't they go to Mykonos? The Inbetweeners. I have no they idea do. what you're talking it, about. It, that's in the movie. Yeah, isn't it? They go to the, the Inbetweeners show. movie. One well, I've been looking for things to watch on the plane, so that might be it. If you what's see that? four English lads, stay away. Mm. Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> Download the 2013 qualifying final down in Geelong. <laughs> or just, or just grab a 08 premiership if you want to see victory. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, you can watch a little final or you can watch a premiership. <laughs> Up to you. I don't mind. Just watching a fishing show. I don't know why it's not on racing.com just yet, but uh, they're fishing in Lake Central. It's my hometown. I never understand fishing shows. Um, like, well, isn't, it a, isn't it an activity that is only exciting when, when you yeah. fish. you're actually doing it? Like, it's not exciting to watch well, people fish. Well, don't know. Not sure, not sold on it, but not against it. a fisherman it. in Lake's entrance, though? Was I? Yeah. He was a fisherman, all right. Yeah, I used to get down the beach a bit. <laughs> Told us about that. Hold <laughs> off, off the record type stuff. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, Dave, where are we? P3F1. Hey, speaking hey, of off the oh, record, what is that? I was hoping rod. that you two could uh, provide a little bit of insight into last mm. night's footy. Well, last night uh, there was a fair bit going on, and we'll get to Melbourne becoming well and truly premiership favourites after last night. That was a demolition job. I mean, that's secondary to wanting to know the, the Correct. Dirt. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, Dane Zorko and Harrison Petty were involved in an incident. Alan Richardson, the footy manager... Which is unusual as anything anyway for a footy manager to come on the ground post-game and do his interview with Channel 7 and Matthew Richardson. But this is just a little bit of what we're talking about. Yeah, look, Pets um, thought he heard something that was um, probably over the top in terms of reference to, to a member of his family. Uh, we actually don't have all the information, Richard, so it'd be unfair of me to say anything with respect to Brisbane. Uh, I, I went over to Danny Daly at the break just to let him know that it happened and 
if it had happened, then perhaps um, they might want to sort it out. Now, you two usually have your finger on the pulse of everything. Yeah. You know all the who's who and the what's what. Have you heard anything? So I don't have I don't have Queensland covered, <sighs> but Mick uh, Mick sort of uh, took the big deal to the Gold Coast, so he's more set on that side. So Mick, uh, and obviously, don't go into too much detail if it is. Uh, Mm. Yeah, obviously, it's a pretty serious comment that, in that was allegedly made. In that situation, have you sent out a few texts and say, hang on, what is going <laughs> I, on? I don't. I, no, I don't. It makes you me don't. a little bit You awkward. and I were texting each other. Yeah, well. <laughs> everyone wants to know, don't they? You th- <laughs> and you start coming up with all sorts you know, of stuff. You know everyone wants to know when you sit down and watch Friday Night Football with, um, you know, with Riley, my partner. We sit there on the couch and there's no interest at all in the footy from her end. And she'll watch it and then um, you know, the next morning she gets up and watches the, the morning show and, you know, the grab goes to a player crying and, mm. and, and there's a big fallout and straight away it's the biggest thing in the world. What, what happened at the footy last night? Yeah. She's interested. <laughs> so, so she's interested. But yeah. um, all that aside, it is uh, – you know, we, we can't sit here and make comment on, on what was said. Clearly, you know, something um, has been said and the tensions were high. To your point, Zave, if the footy manager of a club – is interviewed yeah. the first person interviewed on field after the game. It is a very serious matter, um, and, and the still shots were following uh, Harrison Petty after the game and Dane Zorko around. I think it's a, not. I don't think it's the last we'll hear of it. God, um, no. And you, you'd, you'd imagine right right now, it's you know, your thoughts and um, your thoughts are with Harrison Petty because he was he was clearly stunned to be in tears at three quarter time at an AFL game when you're competing. Um, you know, that, that's, that's big time. Have you seen that before? Because he looked really mm. distressed and the amount of staffers that were going to him, yeah. the players, you don't usually, you know, you see them get fired up or whatever, but to be as emotional as he was, mm. I haven't really seen that before. No, nah, I've, I've got, there's two rules with sledging. You've got to be intelligent and you've got to be funny. And if you don't tick both yeah. boxes, mm. don't try. And I don't mm. know whether Dane Zorko was trying to be funny or whether he was dead, genuinely trying to tear mm. the heart out of somebody. I'm not, I, don't, I don't know the situation, but uh, you're right, Mick. And I wonder mm. how the AFL will come down on this because, um, you know, for the look of it to start with, yeah. it, it, even though we – you might not even know what was said. Do you but the think look of it's a bad publicly look. we will know what – has been said. Nah. Do you think it's something they'll come out and say, look, uh, it was in relation to this, which oh, was totally We already know for. it's within relation to a family member. Yeah, They've know, already that's said quite that. Broad. Oh no, yeah, no, I think it's I think it will stay, stay broad. That way? I reckon yep. it will. Uh, yeah. I'm sure people will dig up and people will end up knowing what it is, but yep. I can't imagine mm. Dane Zorka on the Brisbane Lions or It's in relation uh, to your brother. It's in relation yeah, to your sister yeah, or whatever. your mum, yeah. your dad. And yeah. and to the point of the game, that 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 it summed up um, Brisbane's performance R- really that they were on the back foot from the start and you know everything they were they were trying um, wasn't working and you know for for that unsavory comment or, or that that unsavory situation to add to their poor performance on field and now they won't get a double chance it, it was um, a really horrible night for the Brisbane Football Club because you know they'll have two weeks now to prepare for a cutthroat final um, mm. and they're in really poor form and on the other side of the coin. Melbourne just came to play. On the flip side of that, exactly. Mm. What do you make of Melbourne? Melbourne were underdogs last yeah. night. <laughs> Couldn't believe they, they were two dollars outsiders in that game last night. Are we confused that Melbourne have still got? Is there a better ruckman in the game, Mick, than Max Gorn? Well, is there a better player than Christian Petrarca? Yeah. Is there a better midfield than Clary Oliver? Is there a better fullback than Stephen? They May? just They're got just, all the ingredients. They, they got going, didn't they? They they, they got going, and where it was all won was early in the contest. Sometimes we – and I, I was at the Melbourne-Carlton game last week and Melbourne played horribly. They got over the line. Yeah. It was a great escape. Um, their ball movement, it, it, it was very vanilla. They just found a way to win. But what 
is at the core of their good performances is contest. And they just came out last night. It was all contest. It was all clearance. It was all ground position. Their big guns got going and away. Melbourne go. Brittany, Melbourne, premiership favourites in your eyes? I still like Geelong. Still like the Cats? Yeah. Gee whiz. I think it's Melbourne for me. <laughs> for those who don't know, Michael is working out of Melbourne. Um, mm-hmm. So we sit down and look at Mick through a uh, webcam every week. Um, and I'd say generally about a... Five and a half to six out of ten. Yeah, and for today it's looking a bit different. Sharper. Something's mm. changed. What's changed, Mick? No, well, I'm on on the on the big screen tomorrow, Channel Seven, uh, VFL curtain raiser. You know, the Carlton Collingwood game has been talked about at nauseum, hasn't it? Ninety five. They're saying, I think they're being a bit uh, a bit pessimistic about it. They're saying eighty would be a great result. They, it's sold they should out. be packed out. It's sold out. Yeah, yeah. But, but some, sometimes they just don't show up. The so anyway, the, the precursor to that is a VFL game, Collingwood Carlton. They haven't trusted me just yet, Britt, to go on Channel 7 for the AFL. Okay. Uh, like Xavier Ellis, who's gone. He's gone into the big smoke. He's gone on to national TV. So I thought, oh, I may as well go get myself a beard trim. It's all I needed. My haircut, my, my hair was looking okay. I needed a beard trim. I needed to get the lines done and look nice and sharp. How much do you think that would cost, Britt? Oh, a beard trim. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's something that most people just do themselves. Do it home. Um, so clipper at home. So maybe like, I don't know, 20 bucks? Yeah, I was going to say 20. Hand-eye coordination is not great, so I'll trust it with someone else. Anyhow, I'll go in for Mate, the beard trim. But you can't get it wrong. You just go... You choose the clipper thing. Have before, and I'm a bleeder. So I went in to get a beard trim. Yeah. You know, took the $20, thinking maybe $12. Mm-hmm. I ended up thinking, okay, actually, let's 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 just do the sides of my hair and maybe just a little trim. So I end up getting a haircut as well. Right. Um, now I'm starting to think, yeah, it's probably up into the 40s, 40, maybe a four in front. Oh, I'd say yeah. 40 with a. Um, What's a men's haircut? Like 25 bucks? Nah, mine's 40 on the knocker. Yeah. Okay. You've got a nice head of hair, though, Dave. Yeah, it's thick. I yeah. won't go so bald. You, so you're doing well. So I've gone Famous from a beard trim yeah, no, to a haircut, <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to treat myself. It was really wet and windy down the streets of Williamstown, and um, Riley was out with Lonnie walking, walking the prem. So she had time. She could, she could fill some time. So beard trim haircut, and my, my barber, who I didn't really understand that well. I think he, he, he <laughs> may have been an English second language, language man. A bit of an ESL. Yes, yes. Uh, he started to say some stuff about my ears. And my nose. Yeah. And I said, oh, don't go there, mate. People give me grief about my nose all the time. <laughs> the haircut on his head took five minutes. The haircut in his nose took half an hour. <laughs> so to your point, Zave, I've gone, um, okay, I just, I'm a yes man. I said, you yeah, just no just nodded. Yep. Yeah. He, kept, uh, he kept saying stuff and, nose. and then he mm-hmm. ended up starting this contraption over the right and put some um, cotton buds in it. It was the hot wax pot. Next thing, bang, up the beak. The <laughs> poor bugger's got no of... wax for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Two clumps of wax up the beak and in the ears. Yeah. And, I, and like, in the ears. Genuinely thinking, <gasps> gen, gen, well, genuinely thinking, what has my life come the to? The ears got done as well. Ears got done. You, hang on. Do you have hair oh, in your ears? If you're hairy ears, like in, or was it I didn't the think wax I did. out? Which at, that point, at that point when I had wax up my nose, wax on my ears, <laughs> I, I thought, I am genuinely a middle-aged man now. Yeah, no, <laughs> Which one hurt more? <laughs> Um, Snoz. The ears, ears, definitely. Oh, really? Yeah, ears, ears hurt a lot more. So I finish up. Um, I didn't know if it was finished yet after all of that. Um, <laughs> what else was he going to wax? Uh, not sure, but I walked over. <laughs> the uh, game got up, <laughs> went, over, went over to pay and, and pay, I had to pay by card because yeah. I only took 20 bucks. <laughs> so I had to pay by, and I couldn't see 
you know, when they give you the ATM or the yeah. um, FPOS machine, yep. you see what it costs. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't see it. The bloke was holding it on a difficult <laughs> angle. Oh, he's <laughs> done that before. Just see it. Hand it over so no one can see what you're paying. I've planted it down and I've like walked away. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate your time. Um, Wait, it could, couldn't bear to look later on. Eighty-eight dollars. <gasps> oh, see when, see when you came in and pitched that you had an eighty-eight dollar haircut. I thought that's way overs. Mm. But, but mate, now you've, you've got had, the work. You've had the haircut. You've had a beauty salon treatment. You made yep. pays five hundred for that. You know how it, I said I think I've made that cross. Well, I have made the cross into to being a yeah. middle aged man. He did offer me those, Dave. Uh, you know how all the cool kids nowadays have got the the shaved. Line oh, the slit. to part the hair. Oh. The slit. He offered it to me. And what I did declined. You haven't said, said no, declined. No. But thought didn't you were a enough. yes man. I didn't have enough money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll load up and there he goes. This will be the game. It's time for Dead Set Legends Game of Games. Here we go. Here we go indeed. Mickey Barlow mm. is praying to the heavens for a win today because... Mm. The ledger isn't kind to him at the moment in terms of the uh, win-loss ratio. Xavier Ellis is uh, the really, star. really winning here. Yeah. Let's see what happens today. Tom from Willoughby, good morning to you. Good morning. How are we? We are well in here. Tom, how are you and uh, who do you want to be playing for you today, Zave or Mickey? Well, we've been tossing up for the last song and we're going to have to go Barlow. Yes! Right, Tom. Finally! Oh, ben, ben a bit of confidence. Righto. Hey, Mick, turn that phone over too. I can see it reflecting off that big forehead of yours. <laughs> hey, just got Google at the ready. <laughs> David, no, David from Marmion, that means you're left with Xavier Ellis. Are you happy with that? I love, love Dave. Can't oh, wait. Okay. Oh, here we go. Now I'm into it, Dave. Okay. I'll just sit back waiting for a bit of love. Here we All go. All right, $100 Sienna's voucher on the line. Dave, you're up first as well. Are we ready yep. for the list of people that Leachy has compiled? Oh, if, if Isaac Cummings back in this, I'll spew up. <laughs> Current Collingwood Texan, Mason Cox. Oh, we're not doing this again, are we? Big Mason Cox, uh, the Texan, been around. Only go the big Coxillas played 113 games of football. Oh, it's about 100. Play the unders um, overs. Nah, I think he's played 88. I don't think he's played 100 yet. Here we go. Team Mickey. It's my best time of the week. 90. Absolute belter. He is. Tommy, I'm hot. Back Red hot. in action. Sorry, Dave. Jeez. All right. yeah, that's all right, mate. Number two. <laughs> Kenyon Bourne, former Swan, now Port Adelaide's Alir Alir. Oh, Alir Alir. Alir Alir. Didn't play a huge amount of footy at Sydney. Uh, he's been very good at Port Adelaide. I think he was an All-Australian. Maybe yeah, he was last year. Yeah. Well done to Alir Alir, who would have played... 93 games. Mm. Okay, 93 for Mick. 93. Zave's going with. Come on. He's that good. His mum named him twice. Uh, <laughs> a leer, a leer. I'm going to go. Come on, big fella. I'm going to go. Uh, Quick game's a good game. 82. <sighs> Team Mickey. It's my best time of the week. 106. 64 at Sydney. 42 at Port Adelaide. Mickey, two, Zave, zero. This is unprecedented times. I've done this before. I don't know, have you? I've been out two nil and I rammed him. I've been out before. All right. Stick with me, Tom. Former Hawk and Saints midfielder, born in the Waikato region in New Zealand, Shane Savage. 
Oh, goodness. There's a funny story between Clarko and Shane Savage, but I am not going to say well, that. Now, well, well, you brought it up, so now you have to tell it. No, I can't, I can't say it. You hey, tell an um, abbreviated version of it. Shane Savage. Uh, <laughs> bloody hell. I'm going to go 100. This is really. Uh, you go, you go. 150. I don't even know if I've got to 100. I, I, I reckon no I've, got, I've written it down. I'm going to stick to my guns here. This is probably the most lopsided we've ever been. 61. <laughs> <laughs> Team Zave. 165. Guy. What? <laughs> Good work, Dave. 56 at Hawthorne, 109 at St Kilda. <laughs> all, all due respect, Shane Savage. That is that. Kudos, kudos to Shane Savage. Shane, okay. Shane Savage, I've got to tell you the story. Anyway. <laughs> you can't do that to the listeners, say. Eh? All right, Tom, let's he's, bring it on. He's crying oh. over in his seat. This better be good. All right. Out of County Kerry in Ireland, oh, Swans yeah. Premiership player Taj Canelli. Oh, oh Ty Canelli. Taj. Taj, that's right. Sorry. Ty, Ty. Played a lot of footage. I think you got to 200. 211. I wrote 213 down. I think we had 213. 213 for you, 211. Team Mickey oh, wins. No, 197. Well done, Tom. Very close. Well done, Tom. Tom. Sorry, you, Brit. I'm basking in my own glory No, Tom, here. congratulations to you. You you backed Mickey in and he delivered. Are you happy with that? He had to win at some point, didn't he? <laughs> Dave, I'm so sorry, mate. If I see you around town, it's my shout, okay? <laughs> Yeah, perfect. Good on you, mate. I'm devastated Thanks, here. The Shane Very Savage lovely. name threw me at the end. <laughs> who was the fifth player? Hey, Jose Romero. Oh, oh, the doggies. 168. Nah, he played a lot of 204. 211. Well done. Nah, Mickey, this was Mickey's morning. game today. Red hot. Red hot. I didn't prepare Shane well Savage. last night. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure I'm going to tell the story. Yes, you are. Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty. This is Brit's Best. All right, it is time to make some money. And as I mentioned at the top of the hour, it is the first group one of the season, the Wink Stakes. Did you happen to see, Zay, during the week, the video they put out of Winx and they had a bit of a montage no, of her I career? Didn't. That's what got me up and about because, you know, the nice cinematic music underneath. How good was Winx? So, so good. Ah, oh. oh, those were the days. There's All no right. Winxes at the moment, is There's there? There's no Winxes, but we have the Winx stakes and uh, I think Animo can win this. A lot yep. of these horses are resuming. I think it's between Animo and Mwanga, but Mwanga we typically see better off sort of second up, yeah. third up. I remember last year, actually... I think Mwanga won this race. We had Tommy Berry on we that did. morning, I reckon, of the yeah, Wink Stakes. We did. We and did. Mwanga won it. Are we going to get Tommy Berry on again soon? We'll have to get him on again. Can you circle back to that? Yeah, absolutely. Now, now the we good can. races are out. Yeah, I'd love to get Tommy Berry back on because he right. was a good chap. Yep. And, right, and so Mwanga won it. So now I think Animo's going to win it. So Animo. race eight at Randwick, number three, Animo for the Godolphin team, James McDonald in the saddle. I think Animo can get the job done in the first group one of the season. And for Zaves. Saves money. Put in. Saves money. Take out. Saves money. You put it in. And you take it back out. And that's what it's all about. When Zay's finger's rolling. I need to surrender to it. Now, it, little, is that a new addition or was the surrender hey, always in there? I was I was watching on there, right? So, Britt, you're dancing to the song. Leachy, our producer's dancing to the song. This is how seriously he takes it. Zave's head down, 
furiously studying to put in a takeout. What have we got, Mr. Ellis? Well, the issue is, and I'm a little bit disappointed with Tab Touch. <laughs> Not only are they looking to be me because I'm taking too much out of them. They haven't got any good markets. I want margins on this. I want lengths. Oh. I want, is, is there a margin? Is there a five lengths margin Zay, on that one? Let's just get it across the line. Right. Okay. Where are we Colorado? going, mate? Mick. Where are we going? So often we touch the Wagga. footy. So, so yeah. Well, <laughs> this horse has come from Wagga. It's you know, a this had horse. to be serious because he walked in and said, "We need to move this segment forward because we need to get in to watch it live <laughs> yeah. at nine thirty. It's a Wagga horse heading to the big smoke, Mick. Oh, it's the yep. Wayne Carey. Wayne Carey is a Wagga boy, wasn't yeah, Wagga, he? The town's it's Wayne so nice. Carey heading to the big smoke. The I'm telling so you. Town's so nice. They Named it twice. Wagga that's wagga. it. Right, that's exactly right. Mixed on my gear from earlier. <laughs> hey, uh, all right, we're going with it. Have you gone with it? Have you gone with it? Race one. Randwick. Race one. Number four. Four. Participator. Five dollars. Five dollars. Huey Bowman on top. Rough draw. Sixteen. Tim Donnelly. <laughs> hey, we have a super pick. Do you want to uh, boost the price or do you want money back run money second? Money back second. Just a little yeah. bit of insurance <laughs> just, there. Just, you went really confident and all of a sudden went, hang on. Hey, well, Pikey's on the favourite. Yeah, I think so that's Pikey's a good idea. on the barrier 15. So Pikey bang leads. We just yeah. grab its back. Wham, bam. It's drawn yeah, 16, It Zay. goes past them at the 100 and wins by five. It's drawn Put the it car in, park. Take it out. Feed your family. That was Brit's best for Tab Touch. But the man we want to speak to the most this morning, freshly retired, the world's his oyster, Matty DeBoer. Good morning. G'day, boys. How are we? And and Brittany's here too. Uh, you can call her hey, Barry Brittany, today if you'd like, mate. But, uh, <laughs> she goes by Barry sometimes. Bill Barry. Yeah. Uh, Matty, firstly, congratulations, mate, on a fan. Fantastic career. Um, you've got some uh, great achievements to be proud of, and I... I'm certain your parents will be proud because I was at golf the other day and I saw an old guy walking around with a Giants hat on. I said, that has to be someone's dad. And sure enough, it was your old man walking around with a Giants jumper and a Giants hat on. He wears that everywhere, mate. He'll wear it to the BNF next week in a suit. <laughs> hey, Matty, how have you started your, your retired life? You're only, what, a week and a half in. Oh, I've got it on good authority um, from yourself that your first night of retirement uh, may have gone a little bit heavy as well and, and may have even lingered into your retirement speech. <laughs> I've had a couple uh, couple dinners over the last couple of weeks, just trying to pl- plan the future, Mickey. Um, no, but I've been I've been involved with the group, still you know, trying to help coach and have an impact on on the younger boys as well, uh, right to the end. You obviously want to finish the year strong and um, and see what happens from there. Uh, and then I've just started putting some loose plans together uh, for some end of year festivities as well, Mick. Oh, that's, that is the most mm, important thing, the end-of-season festivities. But speaking of that retirement speech, now, Mix has said that he used to sit there and watch all the players go through their retirement speeches and think, you know, what jot down, you know, what would he want to say if he mm. got the opportunity? That didn't eventuate for mm. you, Mick. But did you <laughs> have a little... <laughs> Whack. <laughs> did you spend a bit of time driving in thinking, right, what am I going to say? Or was it all just off the cuff? Because it was one of the all-time great speeches. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but um, oh, I had a few points that I wanted to say. Um, I thought it would have been off-brand if I read off notes, so I yeah, had a few things planted there and, and just tried to hit a few of them. Um, speaking to one of my mentors, he said, just be yourself, be organic, so I had to build in some finance chat along the way. <laughs> hey, uh, Matty, uh, Mick Barlow spoke about you last week when we did speak of your retirement, said you gave it absolutely everything. Uh, on the field, uh, you were the leader at standards and all that sort of stuff in the footy club, but you went all right off-field as well. You sort of led the charge occasionally with some off-field behaviour. Uh, is that true, mate? You had a good balance. <laughs> got to get the balance right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got a, intensity towards getting better on-field and then 
trying to get some votes in the uh, off-season trips as well is always <laughs> important. What was that Who club was? called, Mick? Uh, you brought up Scary Canary in Sydney. Oh, where is one. that? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a backpackers establishment. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds <laughs> like a, a, a 19-year-old me sort of venue. <laughs> but, uh, but also something, Maddie, the finance chat, probably $2 pots or whatever it was. But, uh, Maddie, on the field, we, we can't overlook what a career it, it was. And, and I, I um, you know, say this lovingly, you're, you're a player that got the absolute max out of yourself. You know, you, you, you came in as a rookie and – um, you know, you were always that, that player that played the role, played the high half forward role, defensive forward, the tagging role. Um, what were some of your highlights in terms of, of games you played across the journey in those roles, which are less glamorous roles, but yes, you contribute to, um, to team success? Yeah, I think I used to have to try and round up your opponent most of the time, mate, where you <laughs> yeah. were just up getting, yeah. getting 30. Winning medals um, and all that sort of stuff, yeah, and yeah. you are doing the hard yards. Yeah. I think I think under Ross, as you know, as Mick, you obviously remember, and, and people would have would have seen that. You know, we knew that on high high tides, all, all boats rise. So, in mm. the sense that you know, everyone played their role, and you're really rewarded internally for that. Um, so, you know, I just got a kick out of winning and, and sitting in the change rooms afterwards, and um, you know, looking everyone in the eye, and, and we were just so content knowing that yeah, we we achieved, and we probably won eighty to seventy, and it wasn't glamorous, but we just <laughs> you know we knew we'd uh, we'd get the job done. So there's you know real periods there. From you know 2012, you know through to 2015 of, yeah, just real enjoyment. You know, big, big finals wins. You know, down at, at Geelong and um, at, at Super Oval against the the Swans in the in the prelim, to name a couple. And then yeah, with the Giants, you know, really enjoyed in in 2019, being a bit of the villain and, and getting some social media hate for ruining um, social <laughs> media uh, for ruining um, fantasy mm. days and multi bets um, and all that sort of mm, stuff. Yeah, and multi bets. <laughs> yeah. um, once again, just yeah, really enjoyed. You know, working with the team, got plenty of help along the way, um, and then just sitting in the change rooms afterwards, you know, celebrating a good win. Mate, uh, you, you mentioned, uh, Ross, the boss. Uh, Mick often talks about um, analogies and uh, the time he got subbed off at halftime in a derby, all that sort of stuff. Is there a, a Ross moment, a spray or anything that was directed in uh, towards you? Oh, how long you got? Um, <laughs> he, he threw a pen at me at three-quarter time once and <laughs> hit me in the forehead. wasn't quite ready for that one. Um, I think he we were practicing switching the ball one day and I, I decided to slice a 45. <laughs> and he stopped training and, and told me to run a lap. And I, so I started to jog off and he said, Actually, you know what? There's no point, you know, running if you don't listen to instructions. So you can just walk it. So I've, <laughs> I've just walked a lap as the boys are training, and then on footage that later that afternoon, reviewing ball movement, you can just see me walking a lap in the background. It's one of the great stories that I tell that one quite often. It's and it sums Ross up, um, but it some some it also sums Maddie up. Not the not the mistake he made, but the diligence to what the coach says. No, no, just and he would have done it. Maddie would have done it with his chest out and his head up. So, hey, Maddie Frio, GWS today. Um, no more fitting game to, to go out on. Obviously, disappointing. You can't get out there there and play. But um, where will your allegiances lie in time? Do you feel right now? I'd feel you know you're, you're entrenched in the Giants program. Um, but right now, oh uh, well, in time, where where will those allegiances lie? You think? Yeah, good question. I think there's something special about you know, being given a second chance. And um, whilst I'm always grateful for Fremantle and the belief they showed in me initially, like, yeah, the Giants has been you know, home for, for my family and I for the last sort of six years. And, and I'll, you know, I want to see them 
go well um, for, for many years to come. So I think it'll be with the Giants, but then I've got, you know, great relationships with, you know, people like, you know, Alex Pierce, Matt Tabernay, obviously Dave Mundy, you know, Nathan. So we'll Mick, be supporting... Mick Barlow. Yeah. Mick Barlow. <laughs> I'll be supporting the uh, the Freo boys through yeah. through September, absolutely. Good. Hey, uh, mate, we will let you go, but just quickly, uh, the coaching role is opened at the Giants. Uh, would you love to see Mark McVeigh continue on in that role next year? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen like plenty in the second half of this year is dramatically changed sort of what we were doing i feel like it needs a pre-season to really embed um you know some new structures and new, new game plan um with the help of you know dean solomon and, and james Hurd. so um you know fiercely respected amongst the playing group and and we'll see which way um yeah the powers lean well maddie i reckon one day you'll be in charge of a footy club making mm-hmm. these decisions but uh for now mate well done for on now enjoy your scary career. canary over yeah, the next scary days, think, canary. Yeah, right the backpackers yeah, right. Maddie <laughs> thanks Moore, boys congratulations. thanks guys <laughs> now uh a little bit of news i was just reading tom brown's uh tom brown, tom tom brown. journalist uh tweets regarding the coaching job at, at GWS. Oh, he's got an exclusive, after, uh, does he? Give us, well, give it to us. after we spoke to Matty DeBoer and his, um, he said he'd like to see... Um, Pushing Spike? Mc, yes, Spike McVeigh coach. So they're revealed. Uze McVeigh and Kingsley all remain in the race for the Giants job. The decision is imminent. Mm-hmm. McVeigh is coming hard late. The club, I'm told, doing plenty of uh, final due diligence work on Kingsley too. <laughs> I should emphasise, oh, no. Uze is a huge chance. Oh, is that one tweet, Zave? One, one tweet. tweet. Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, come Insightful. On. Just That's tell me he's a job. <laughs> Pedal to the metal. And it's lights out and away we go. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Oh, you beauty. We absolutely love this time of week where we dive into some motorsport with our good mate, Greg Rust. Of course, if you do love a good podcast, grab Rusty's Garage or the brand new What's Under the Bonnet podcast on the Lister app. Good morning, Rusty. Morning, guys. Now, first and foremost, before we even touch the motorsport, yep. can we get a daughter's netball update, please? <laughs> yeah, some Saturdays when I talk to you guys, I've been, uh, been quite rightly doing the Frequent family points thing. So, yeah, with that netball this morning, and the eldest has had a, a win and they're through to the grand final, which yeah. is really cool. Oh, there we beautiful. go. We want, you... we want the update when they do win the grand Absolutely final. Absolutely, we do. We want the update when we get the victory because me and Mick need to know where the Mad Monday is. But, yep. uh, yeah, <laughs> Rusty, mate, let's get cracking with uh, Sandown this week. Of course, the supercars are headed there, and a champion is back behind the wheel, Jamie Wincup, and he seems to be moving pretty quickly. Unbelievable. So he's been, you know, for the better part of this year, just focused on his managerial role with the Triple Eight team. Um, but it's coming out of that uh, that role to mm-hmm. be a co-driver of all yeah. things for the great race. So they had some practice just for the co-drivers at Sandown yesterday, and he was top of the pop. So, Jeez. Uh, great asset for them. You know, straight back on it, and um, he'll be he'll be a strong um, element. Their, their two-pronged attack when they get to the mountain in October, for there sure. You go. Mm, interesting. Now, Formula One, we know they've been on their mid-season break, Rusty, but they're back next weekend in Belgium. But we haven't heard much from McLaren with what's happening with Daniel Ricciardo and Oscar Piastri. Are we going to know more soon? So, Britt, this is a good question. And if history is any guide, I, I think we will, right? But typically in the past when there's been some moves over the summer break, everyone's digging, trying to figure out what's going on. And when they come back for Spa in Belgium or Monza uh, shortly after in Italy, we often learn 
uh, where the other pieces of the chess puzzle uh, are going. One thing I can say, Dan posted on social media in the past 24 hours, he was driving down a freeway somewhere, left-hand drive car, listening to Matchbox 20 and seemed super happy. So uh, uh, It was one of the great okay. videos. It's 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Lonely. <laughs> or maybe he's telling us he's lonely. Maybe. Mm. Hey, Rusty, you know the best question is always the last question, and this is where I'll chip in. In, in the US, three Aussies are going around in the IndyCar Championship. Now, listen to this for a name yep. in supercar. It's, yeah, Will, oh, there we go. In, in supercars. Oh, yeah, sorry, in motorsport. Will Power this morning qualified. He, uh, what did he do this morning? Yeah, he, he caught a very special record during qualifying. But what about that name, Will Power, Rusty? The best you are is on the last. Fire. Yeah, I mean, this is an unforgettable <laughs> name in uh, in world motorsport. And, you know, well, he probably doesn't get enough kudos for the things that he's achieved in America. Today, he drew level with the legend that is Mario Andretti, who was oh, yeah. in Formula One and racing yeah. NASCAR and is a you know, an all-time star in, in IndyCar racing over there. 67 career pole positions. Jeez. And Will is like fifth on the all-time winners list over there. So he, oh, there he's go. in a great position going into the final three races of this championship to maybe win a second title as well. But it's a very competitive year. So, um, yeah, pretty cool result this morning. And one that, you know, etches his name in a, in a special place in the history. What a name oh, it is. Bloody Will oath, Power. Rusty. Uh, sorry about Mick, mate. We do get a government <laughs> grant for having him on the book. So uh, all the best, mate. Have a good weekend. Of course, if you do love a good podcast, grab a Rusty's Garage or the brand new What's Under the Bonnet on the listener at Rusty. Congratulations to your daughter and mm. uh, look forward to speaking to you next week, mate. Georgie says, hi, I love these catch-ups. Cheers, gang. Thank you. <laughs> the checkered flag's out for Rusty's Motorsport Update. It's McLaren and Ricardo the win the Italian Grand Prix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. And I'll tell you who's in for the long haul at the North Melbourne Football Club. Mm. Five-year contract. Yeah. Yes, that was all the news uh, making the rounds yesterday when Alistair Clarkson made that decision. And didn't he go in with a big smile on his face? He and Sonia looks Hood, happy. Yeah, Sonia Hood has pulled off a big coup. Mm. And who better to ask, Britt, mm. than Xavier Ellis, who was once mentored by Clarko. What's your take on the news and well, uh, mate, how's tip, he going to you, shape that club? You mentioned Sonia Hood. Tip your hat to her. I yeah. thought she did a tremendous job at the time uh, where people – and the big journalists started saying, no, no, I think he's going to be yes and yes. Out of her depth. They were saying out yeah, of her depth. Yeah, yeah. She stood there in that interview with Mitch Cleary where she said, no, nah, I'm comfortable, I'm confident. I'm... I'll get it done. And Clarko is true to his word a, a lot of the well, I assume all the time. Like he's a very honourable sort of person. Mm. So I don't know what conversations they had, whether it was a – do you know there was a theory kicking around yesterday that uh, Clarko, with, not a big Essendon man, the Hawthorne Essendon rivalry, yep. and Campbell Brown came out and said, I'd that sever, was I, I would sever all ties with Alistair Clarkson. <laughs> and like friendship. <laughs> like Anyway, <laughs> some people, uh, the, the uh, conspiracy theorists, are suggesting that Clarko, without lifting a finger, got the president sacked and the coach sacked at a rival footy club by simply um, saying, <laughs> you're taking that meeting. Um, but I, I, I'm not falling for that one. But I think North Melbourne, I said yesterday, the list uh, compared to Essendon, North Melbourne know they're no good. Mm. Essendon don't know they're no good yet. Mm. And somehow yeah. they don't know that and they haven't worked it out yet. And Clarko's going to grab the Taron Thomases of the world who are horribly out of form and, and couldn't get a kick in a stampede this year and get them to being the B grader. Jason Horn Francis. Well, Jason Horn Francis. There? I think this, this is just crystal balling. We'll be grabbing him straight away, having a chat. Yep, over at dinner at Clarko's joint uh, in Brighton. Barbecue? Uh, or barbecue. What would he, uh, what paella. Would he used to get the, used to pay for, No, no, you. 
bring in the. Oh, he brings the, in catering. Yeah, bring the Wouldn't catering. cook it himself. They could cook a barbie or whatever, but yeah. if you're feeding 30 people, the, yeah. the, the big payola or something. Wait, why do we need 30 people? It gets all the oh, boys. The whole in. team's yeah, coming around. Yeah, oh, I thought we were just there. having a little but one so, on one with so Jason. Jason's there earlier for a coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Jason's there early. I think they get a strong friendship, a good bond. And I wouldn't be surprised if he... Map out a plan. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a very good season next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if he re-signed long-term at North Melbourne. I that's what I was at the dinner. I thought yeah, he was a quick operator. On the napkin, <laughs> yep. uh, done and dusted. No, but that's the effect Clarko can have. And before you know it, um, those kids, so they had pick three last year. So Horn Francis year before pick mm-hmm. three. Didn't play all this year. Then Horn Francis, obviously, pick one this year, which will be two. So there's going to be kids everywhere, and they're going to, and they know they're no good. Mm. So they're going to be no good again next year, like Hawthorne were when Clarko first turned up. People think that Clarko went in, and from year one they went to the top. No, like they were time. no good, no good, no good, and then fourth year or whatever it was, bang away we went. But there's optimism now. There is a, optimism. And I can see there's enough players there that have got talent mm-hmm. uh, and ability and need investment from someone. And if you don't, if you don't invest in Clarko, these mm. players won't get anywhere. Like it's clear. It's, Horn Francis, Taron Thomas, there's a handful of them. But if you invest in Clarko, yeah. I can see uh, some bright lights for North. And the modern generation of player, like the, the younger generation, we are finding, yeah, you know, the the ability of a club to bring a coach in with an aura. Yeah, uh, automatically, you can sense there will be a connection. What do you take as give give us Clarko's top? Top character trait of what he will do with his, within this footy club. Uh, he'll toughen them up to start with. Yeah. I mean, um, Noble, the, the apology for the spray in round three or whatever. Like, that won't be. What do you mean you get an apology from? Imagine Clarko <laughs> sitting there and apologising to us. Nah, he, he will. Uh, he has your back like no other coach has got your back. Uh, he'll go to. He'll put the hard hat on with you. He's hard but fair, and I think that's going to work for North mm. Melbourne. Just quickly, Mick, uh, rate Essendon's week out of ten. <laughs> well, hey, if Ben Rutten gets sacked, he should go to North and be the senior assistant. You reckon? There you go. Uh, Brittany, the weather over in Europe's a little bit more appealing for oh, some. Oh, that's it. I just was so bored of all the rain and the cold mm-hmm. mornings that we've had, and I thought I'd like to trade that for a little bit of sun. Mm. Yeah, now I did say to you uh, during the break, I said, oh, Oh, it's good for some. And you said you've worked seven days for about two and a half years. I said, okay, that's fair enough. So you're off to Mykonos tomorrow. Spur of the moment. Yeah. Booked last night. I haven't, Fly actually, out tomorrow. I haven't actually booked any accommodation or any plan yet, so I'm going to work that out once Chances I get there. Chances you don't come back. No, I'll be back. Are I you have a, to come back. Are you a backpacker like a Scary Canary type of operator? Can you get over there and <laughs> find... Scary Canary? Oh, there, there might be a, a, a chain of Scary Canaries. I mean, when I was looking at the accommodation, you um, you know, you narrow down your search option. I was yeah. going four and five star, right. but right. I do oh, think... Oh, working, working for three years straight <laughs> yeah. every day, yeah. you, you could probably afford no, I, I mean, the Range Rover downstairs sort of suggests it's going okay. <laughs> I think there is some merit to the fact of going to a hostel because you meet people there, you know? Oh, yeah. mate. Think about the in-betweeners, a bit of uh, the in-betweener boys in Mykonos. Mykonos. Oh, bang. You don't want to meet them. Can you imagine you and me backpacking through Mykonos, mate? Scary Canaries wouldn't know what hit them. Hey, but look, you... it's been a long time since I've done a long-haul flight, mm. so I did uh, put on Instagram if anyone had any sort of book, podcast, TV show recommendations, and I've had a, a number of sort of mm. things come up. What's popped up? What's suggested? Uh, all right, let's have a look. The, well, the fact that I can't read this word is a problem. The Rebels... Apothecary? No, that doesn't sound nah. good. Foreign faction. Apocalypse. About John Benet Ramsey. Doctor Death. Train wreck. 
the terminal list on Amazon. Uh, my therapist ghosted me for lighthearted combo style podcast, designated survivor. There are a lot of options here. Blackbird for all mankind severance on Apple TV. And then I get this. Wake it up, Huey. <laughs> As we take a momentary pause because they've got in the best bed. Lift Rift. it, Huey! <laughs> Lift it! Come on, Huey! Ah, uh, second. You got, That's okay, you we got, got our money back. You got your money hey, look back. at him, he's off. Jeez. He's off. What else did you get, Britt? All right. <sighs> As we go through the list. Enjoy Mick and Save the out. See you, mate. <laughs> And then I get this. Download the 2013 qualifying final, yep. Geelong versus Fremantle. <laughs> Dylan Friends, episode 35. Yep. Guess who's on episode mm. 35? No, Mick, I actually yep. started it. Very, very good if you want to have a snooze. Five minutes in, <laughs> you, you, the old shutters on the eyelids just go. Well, that's what I'll be looking for. Something to send me mm. to sleep and hopefully sleep for a long uh, way. You've got to commit long. to two or three things. Britt, I don't want you jumping on that plane and having 16 different ideas and, and yeah, I know. getting frazzled. Okay, I think. what do you think? What uh, What would you do? Zave and I are big on the, the between us. In between if you haven't us. seen I mean, that, you watch that. You, what, you, you promise you give us four episodes. Give us four. You guys have played a lot of it this morning in the breaks. No, I'm we just, haven't even touched the sides, mate. I'm really worried that it's a bit too low brow. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. I mean, text in 0488 <laughs> The In Between Us, one of the best TV series you'll ever stumble Okay, across. so four episodes I've given. Give me four and you'll watch more than that, I promise and you. And I will report back to you when I get to Doha. Yeah, absolutely. Do that. Promise promise. Otherwise, we won't let you back on the show <laughs> and I'll give you some feedback about the uh, Triple M Dead Set Legends. Get more good podcasts on the Listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Vic Park. Let their family look after yours.